You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hey, it's Tim Robertson, the Tech Fan Podcast. And Guy from the MyMac.com Podcast. And Tim, I gotta tell you, I have a problem. Just one? Because I could give you some suggestions. <laughs> no, not those kinds of problems. Well, what is it then? Well, the Stoplight Podcasting Network has all these great free podcasts, but it still costs money to produce and upload them. Yeah, tell me something I didn't already know. I'm the one paying those bandwidth costs. I just wish there was an easy way for listeners to help without it costing them anything. You know, it's funny you should say that because there actually is a way they can help and it won't cost them anything tell it to the mountain well when you're going to shop this holiday season at amazon just go to mymac.com first and click the amazon button it's over on the right hand side of the page right underneath where it says support my mac then buy the stuff you normally would have it's not going to cost you any extra money but Amazon's going to kick a little bit back our way and that's going to help us pay for all the great podcasts that's part of the stoplight network so if you don't mind mymac.com click the amazon button go to amazon shop as you normally would so just go to mymac hit the amazon button and shop as usual and that sounds really easy that's all there is to it so will i finally get paid for podcasting uh how much do i pay you now nothing oh well double it then i knew this would pay off in the end mymac.com and amazon the perfect start to the holiday season gaz hates itunes and we have paul kent all on the mymac podcast number 378 you're listening to the g-men on the mymac.com podcast Seventy-eight. Gaz hates I, hey, iTunes. I already did that. I already did the uh, intro. Oh, sorry, sorry. Poopy pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poopy pants. Oh, let's just keep going. <laughs> uh, welcome to my Mac podcast number three hundred and seventy-eight. Everybody, hi. Here's Gaz, and there's Guy. Yeah, I'm over here. Wowzer. Yeah. What a, num- what a nincompoop I am. <laughs> I even told you that I don't. You no, actually, yeah, I know. you I know asked you me. You asked me if, I, if I'd already done the intro. No, it's I was been like, a long day, all right. All okay, right? it's been a long day. Yeah, and, and it's, it's late. Break. And it's, it's late. Yeah, it's getting late, and you know, I I just well, yeah, I didn't do, just do anything because people <laughs> will find out about that in a minute. <laughs> My Mac Podcast number three seventy eight. Um, well, this this has already gone wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yes. that's how, all right. How are you, guy? How I'm, are you? I'm doing great, Gaz. How how are 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 well, I'm a bit you. confused, I think, by the sound of it. To be yeah. Perfectly. Well, no, it's okay. I think uh, confusion works for us on this show. Yeah, confusion. He say, man with wooden leg, never stamp out fire. <laughs> Unless his leg catches on fire. Then that's the point, guy. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's conf- that old confusion. He's a clever guy, I tell you. <laughs> well, confusion or? <laughs> Confucius. Confucius. But Confucius. he's not confused. We're confused. All right. The people are already turning off. I don't blame them. Uh, but don't turn off because <laughs> no, uh, this is a not. rock solid guarantee. Yes. We have solid. Paul Kent on later in the show Ooh, talking about Macworld and iWorld. And 
Uh, I, I just can't wait to hear what he has to say about it. And I'll tell you what, I've got some questions for him as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. Because you're a questioning kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you know that acoustacobophobia is the fear of noise? Ah, what? <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that one in there for you. Oh, well, I... Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Acousticobophobia. I think that's how you pronounce Aphobia? it. It's probably wrong. Yeah, I'll probably get uh, Elisa come on to me saying, you nitwit Brit, that's not how you pronounce it. Well, only if you're on the moon globe. Oh, wait, yeah. no, that was last week. There's something like that, yeah. <laughs> Why don't we get to the MyMac.com articles before things just go <laughs> horribly, things horribly go wrong? Even worse, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the first one. Go on. Uh, it's, it's an article... By Rich Lefko to USB 3 or not to USB 3? That is the question, part two. And this is a topic that I, I would really like to go more into on a future show, like we say every week and never get to. But anyway, <laughs> if you go to mymac.com and, and read this by Rich Lefko, he will lay out his reasons why or why not to use USB 3. Yep. Okay. So next. Uh, on the website is a headphones comparison. It's the V Modder Remix Remote versus the Arctic E four six one BM. Okay, they're they're in ear stuff. They're in ear headphones. Why would you name um, anything with BM? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it, it's uh, basically it's um, a shootout, and Mike Breed is it Mike Breed? That's right, yes. Mike Breed. Um, is doing the review. So uh, go take a look. Uh, they both get relatively high scores, but uh, you'll need to read it through to see which you might prefer. <laughs> Next up is Base Jump 2, a review and conundrum. Ooh, by mm. our very own uh, John Nemo, who is now also doing uh, the App Minute podcast. Yeah. Now, th- the next one is rather interesting. It's a four-bit binary watch. And again, John Nemorowski has done this particular review, I think. I think it's a review. Yeah. Um, It's got absolutely nothing to do, as far as I can see, with Apple or Mac. It's just a very nice-looking watch. It is a good-looking watch. I've tried it. I think I I read through it very briefly. And anyway, yeah. Actually, I do fancy it myself, to be honest with you. It's a good-looking watch. So go, go take a look. Uh, next up is a, an article by Sam Negri, the MacBook face-off, <laughs> Yestertech 1, Genius Bar 0. Aww. Yes, yeah, that's about uh, fixing his MacBook and uh, getting Apparently the lock Apparently with knives fixed. and tape. Yeah, sellotape just to put it back in place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good fun, good fun. Um, next, our old friend or young friend. Or new friend, Mark Greentree. He's done a review of Speed Tracker. It's a GPS speedometer and trip computer for your iPhone. And after that is a tech fan podcast number 58, Grumpy Hosts, with some odd stoplight network graphics. Uh, they're brilliant. They came from um, Mark. I've got his surname now. No, it wasn't well, Greentree. It wasn't no, 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 Mark, no, on the Twitters. Oh, no. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna absolutely crucify me now. I've forgotten his name. Well, when, I, if you, I, I when speak, you find it later. We, and I, speak, I speak to him all the time. Yeah, okay, I'll come back to it. It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll come to me. 
Anyway, the next item in the uh, or on the podcast oh, on the podcast. You see, I've lost it. <laughs> Can I go to bed now? No. The next yet. item on the <laughs> next item on the uh, the website is New Scribe Two in One Stylus Pen, and that's a review from Elisa. You say Pacelli, and I say Pacelli. Thank you. You almost didn't say the first name. I know I didn't. <laughs> that would have been that would have been bad. I'm 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 out on a limb today. <laughs> I really am, but I need shooting. No, I don't. No, no don't, I don't do that. No, no, no at least do. wait until we get done with the podcast. Okay. Uh, then uh, next up is a review by Sam Negri. He's busy this week. The AJ's four in one headphones review. And you know what I like about uh, headphones like these is they give you all the different earpieces. The only problem I have with most of them is they put them like in a little plastic bag. So you have yeah. absolutely nothing to keep them in. Well, yeah. this AJ's one, and I, I, I have to admit I haven't read the article, but just from looking at the picture here, they actually give you a case for all the little uh, earphone pieces. I like that. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you've got OCD like me, though, if you use any of them and you, and you lose them and you've got empty spaces there, I just want to fill them. Yeah, well, you can because you've got like what four four more pairs of them. <laughs> yeah, but where do you keep those pairs? You see, you've not thought this through at all, have you? Well, you really that, that, that shouldn't really come as a surprise, guess. <laughs> okay, next on the website is um, Backstab. Oh. Bye. It's an Guess iOS game by. review, and it's by Mark Greentree. Um, and I think there's, there's I, I did read this, and he said there's a few little things which are wrong with the game, um, but it uh, overall it's worth worth the money. Um, but I think there's a, just a few glitches which they could perhaps uh, improve upon. And the the last one we have from the website this week is from our very own fearless leader Tim Robertson. Can you post from an iPad? And he did not categorize it. So it's just a. It's just. It's just a, I think it's a comment, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a uh, cute picture of a baby. Yeah. Lovely. Oh, actually, it's Aww. his youngest daughter. Uh, youngest daughter Brooke, I think. There you go. You see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got Shepard. That's it, Shepard. Mark Shepard. Oh, I how could you forget Mark Shepard's name? I knew. It, yeah. Did we? But we both. Like, go crazy with him all the time. As a matter of yeah. fact, um, in this next part, we're talking about feedback from Twitter. There was so many things going on in Twitter this week that it would take the whole rest of the show to go over them. So I, I'm just going <laughs> to briefly, very briefly go over it. So much, it? so much weirdness uh, with tweets involving my new chair with, with real faux leather. Uh, Gaz's daughter singing innocently in a choir which led to an interesting discussion. <laughs> uh, various possible products from Acme Engineering, which is the division of Warner Brothers. Uh, a question about online video service, which I also think will make a good topic someday. Uh, bumpers that the listeners made in show 359 that I have finally, finally made into bumpers. Yeah. yeah. And as a matter of fact, I've got them in, uh, in soundboard. So we could play them real quick in a little bit if you want. Um, well, not all of them. Well, they're, they're real fast. Will Wheaton, <laughs> Woody's, and whether or not you would accept a check as payment for services from me. And that was essentially a big no. <laughs> so thanks to Magnatico, Big and VA, Will Wheaton, Stu Helm, Tom Schmidt, Shaz NYC, Jody Spangler, 
and Mark Shepard for all the, all the wacky fun that we had on Twitter this week. And you guys really, 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 if you're listening to this show, you need to like us in Twitter or, or whatever that is. What, what, what the hell do they call that? Facebook. No, no, no. Not, I'm, not, I'm talking about Twitter. Uh, like us. Follow us. You, you need uh, to follow Yeah, like us. <laughs> oh, good God. You need to follow us on Twitter because, you know, Gaz is, is five hours ahead of me. So typically when I get up in the morning and I get on the computer and I hit Twitter, he's – Gaz. Gaz. Yep. He's, oh, he's in his stride over there in the UK while I'm just barely waking up. But there's all kinds of weird conversations going on in Twitter, and that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we're still at 93 likes for Facebook, though we did get some good feedback. And thanks to James Myers and Andrew Hall, we're kind of tight on, on recording time this week because the, the things they were talking about would, would require quite a bit of time. Uh, yeah, but we, we haven't forgotten them next week. No. And we will, but we will we get will. to them. And real even quick, if we if we even if we ignore our own uh, items, our own we, topics, we, yeah, we, we won't ignore yours. Uh, so and real real quick, let me play you some of these uh, some of these bumpers, sir. I protest. I am not a merry man. No, that wasn't it. Hold on. <laughs> the one hour show that takes twenty four hours to record. The G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Yep, it takes about twenty four hours to get the show going. The G Men. Better than you realize, but then they'd almost have to be. <laughs> Still like that. Uh, the reason why the fast forward button was invented. The G-Men <laughs> on the MyMac.com podcast. One? The MyMac.com podcast with Guy and Gaz. Two light bulbs that don't fit their sockets. <laughs> Desperately searching for the elusive East Coast Malasada. Thank the you, Eric, G-Men. on the MyMac.com podcast. And this is the last one I'm going to play for right now. The G-Men. It's not that they're any good. It's just that the other podcasts suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love that. I love that. And, you know, we, we're running so late. We, we do have a tech news for the weird, but why don't we save that for next week? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> you know, it's not that weird, is it? No, no, it can, it can wait. It can it wait. It can wait. Yeah, why don't you take us out? Okay, everybody, uh, we've got a very special guest coming up in the next segment, so Guaranteed. make sure this week, of all weeks, you stand by to stand by, because we'll be right back. Guy, have you heard about Not Another Mac Podcast? Oh, not another Mac Podcast. Yeah, so you've heard of it then. Heard of what? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you keep repeating yourself. I'm just telling you the name of the show. No, you don't. You keep telling me about Not Another Mac Podcast. Yep, that's the one. What's the one? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you nitwit Brit, have have you been drinking? No, you big yank tank. Listen. Not Another Mac Podcast is a roundtable discussion with Mac users and experts from all over the world. Hey, Gaz, we've been on that podcast. Are we experts now? 
Oh, brother. You can find us in iTunes by searching for Not Another Mac Podcast or get it through the Stoplight Network podcast feed. Just like a thousand times before On a thousand other days We took a walk in Silver Springs I didn't even say a thing Like a well-tuned sports car without any wheels It's the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast I was there the day the river went trying Welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 378. And as promised in the first segment, because I am clairvoyant, we have Paul Kent ID from IDG, who is the, the high muckamuck, the grand poobah of Macworld iWorld. Uh, yabba-dabba-doo, Paul. Yabba-dabba-doo right back at you. <laughs> how's, how's it going this year? It is going fantastical. We are, you know, here we are, we're the first week of December, and we've had all these amazing announcements about the new show, and registrations are going unbelievably well. It's, it's really thrilling. I mean, the, the response to all the new things we're doing has been fantastic. So, Paul, can, Paul, can I quickly ask you, and I'm, this, is a, this is a wide yeah. ball, um, was that a subliminal, actually, uh, sponsorship there, Fantastical? No, no, no. That, that's a <laughs> good product, but it, I, I'm actually taking that into the mainstream now, and it'll be just part of, uh, it'll, it, you know, like insanely great. It'll just be part of it. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be a new social network, the that's Fantastico right. social network. Uh, what can, now, one of the big changes this year, uh, as far as, as, you know, where, where did iWorld come from? Well, you know, here's the thing. You've been going to the show for several years now, and as you walk the show floor, the product floor, the product exhibit floor, yeah. if you were to look around and if you were to be asked, what did you mainly see? Over the past years, this dynamic that there's been a proliferation of eye accessories would be pretty accurate. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, it started back when the iPod was announced that all of a sudden we had all these iPod bags, cases, you know, all these accessories, you know, earphones, headphones, all these accessories for the iPod. And that's continued on as iProducts have rolled out. So certainly for the iPhone and absolutely for the iPad. And then we actually rolled out a couple of years ago this mobile app showcase to give people an opportunity to check out the apps that you can run on your iDevices and actually get hands-on with them, talk to the developer, and get to know the apps a little bit better. And so the concept that the show is evolving into a place where where I things were, were starting to show themselves in, in greater numbers was just a realization. And so the concept of Macworld has really evolved. And so you notice we didn't get rid of the term Macworld. We evolved the term. It's Macworld, iWorld. And that's really we cover the breadth of all things going on in the Apple products marketplace. And that's where it came from. Now, are, are you still going to have the, the mobile app showcase right there? Like it was, I think it was like in the center of the floor with like um, just, yeah, just the little tables and stuff. Well, yeah, so the mobile app area where people can meet with um, with iOS developers, but we've also added this year something called the OS X Zone. So now that there's an Apple app store for, for Mac apps, for OS X apps, we've done a very similar approach. And so we want to make sure that, you know, because Apple Mac-using customers are still a very important part of who comes to the show sure. and who wants to come to the show. And the number one category of things that people ask for to see at the show 
our Mac apps, actually. And so we've created this kind of custom-built area where Mac developers can come. Very simple. They don't have to, have to know anything about trade shows. They don't have to build booths or you know, ship booths or anything like that. They can just come with their laptop. We build it all out for them. And we've already got a couple dozen developers that will be showing in there. And uh, we think by showtime we'll have several more. And, and what are their booths going to look like? Is it, is it like a, a custom setup for each one? Yeah, or? It's, a, it's a kiosk basically where one guy at one computer can demo his product. Because if you think about it, you know, the similarity th- that has emerged is a lot of these developers are small organizations. You know, they're privately right. held. Not, not a whole lot of money sometimes. Well, they're, they're one-person organizations, and they're, they're great developers, but we can help them with getting the word out about their product. And one common denominator about both the Mac App Store and the, I, the iOS App Store, it's great for buying products, but it's a little bit of a challenged model when they have so many of them for figuring out which product is right for you. So, you know, there, there's the, the, the star ratings and then there's the, the reviews, but that's a little unwieldy to really get down to the meat of figuring out if a product really is great for you. So this is a way for people to find out for themselves. Talk to the developer, take the product for a spin, understand some of the features that might be right for you. And that's really that product discovery, that app discovery is a big part of what the show is about. Now, one of the problems that, that has appeared over the, the last couple of years is uh, a, a lot of the developers that have come to the show haven't been able to actually sell items at the show. And it's not necessarily their fault. It's certainly not the fault of IDG or anyone else that's associated with Macworld, but more along the lines of a tax problem with California. Ha- have most of those issues been resolved now? Well, that's a very complicated question. So developers, they're selling online anyway, so there's no problem there. I mean, most people, you go the way that the App Store participants and the, now the OS X Zone participants You'll go, you'll get a, you'll get a, um, a demonstration, and then you buy from the app store. So there's no, you know, that, that infrastructure is already in place. Right. I think what you're talking about is for kind of more physical goods. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of is what it is. I mean, there's a cost to do business if you want to sell at a trade show. We certainly encourage that. And, and truth be told, there's a great balancing effect because um, people come, attendees come to Macworld looking for show deals. They come looking for bargains. They want to go shopping. And so... You know, if you're uh, at the show, you know, if you don't have it there to deliver to someone, you've missed an opportunity. So we really encourage because people want to walk out of the show with immediate gratification. So of to course, speak. they want that that shiny new thing that they saw. So, you know, uh, you you make sales, you know, but there may be some cost. But if you turn them away and you don't sell it to them right there, you might lose the customer. So there's a little bit of a balance there. Well, how how is, has IDG talked to anyone that that's involved to, to try to alleviate this problem because it, it is going down a difficult path. There, there's no alleviation. I mean, it, the rules are kind of what the rules are. And so, you know, sales tax is something that, you know, that's what the state of California requires. So we can go deep down the weeds in that, but there's no alleviation. I mean, this is a cost of business of selling at a trade show. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't mean to, to, <laughs> to go off the subject, but I, I just know that, that there, there have been some companies in the past that have come to Macworld to sell items and that some of them don't come anymore for that reason. So well, like I said, the opportunity is we're bringing a huge audience of people ready to buy. Right. And you can sell there. It may cost you a little bit more to sell at the show, depending upon what you're selling, of course. And, you know, you may have to be set up to collect sales tax. But again, this is kind of in the weeds of, of, uh, of the opportunity. I mean, the deal is we're bringing, you know, 20 to 30,000 eager buyers you, you, if I was a developer, you take their money when you can. Yeah, you want to, you want to be there. 
They're right in front of you. Absolutely. So uh, <clears throat> other than the OS, OS 10 zone and the, uh, the, the app developer, I, I just screwed that up. The, um, mobile app, oh. mobile app showcase. Right. Uh, what else is new this year? Well, now that's the big open question, right? So we evolved it's the name. It's probably the, easier, it's, easier to answer than the tax question. That, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll have to consult my attorney, but, uh, <laughs> Um, so what's new? So let's just kind of start with the format of the event. So the event runs January 26th through 28th. That's a Thursday through Saturday. We do have a couple of pre-event workshops, full-day workshops that people can take. But I guess to get to the point of what's new, we've changed the format and changed the approach to the show. You know, we call it Macworld iWorld, the ultimate iFan event. We've built the show to be perfect for that person who's walking out of an Apple store absolutely on fire with the possibilities of what they can do with this amazing technology. Whereas before, I'd say that uh, in, in past years, the event skewed a little bit more to kind of a semi-professional audience. Really, we're firmly in, the, in a world where Apple um, uh, is, is, a, is a, uh, a force, um, is, a, is a bellwether of the consumer electronics industry. And the Ultimate iFan event has been built uh, in such a way where those who want to come and really celebrate the use of their Mac, of their iPhone, of their iPad, of their, of their uh, iPod um, can come. We've priced it very differently. So let's start with the iFan Pass. In past years, we used to have a conference. And the conference was called the Users Conference. And the Users Conference cost about $300 for about 75 technical sessions. Well, we want more people to come. And so we've done a few things. We have still 75 great sessions, and this year we're covering stuff like, like tips and tricks for Siri, how to get started with iCloud, how to add to iCloud for the things that iCloud can't do for you, helping people really bridge the gap from Snow Leopard to Lion. I mean, all the really key things of the day. I mean, this has been a crazy busy year oh, yeah. for Apple users. I mean, we've had two major OS releases this year, lots of new hardware. So this is a, a year where you know, the, the, the training needs are huge. And so we still have those 75 great tech sessions. We call them tech talks, and they're taught by you know, the very best people in our business. But in addition – so, Sorry, can I just ask a, a question on that, Paul? Sure. Um, th those tech sessions, are they recorded at all? They are not recorded. The experience is for you to be there. Right, that's fair enough. But you, you say that you know twenty to thirty thousand people can can actually go to to iWorld, but that's obviously many millions of people who perhaps can't afford to get there. So, would you ever think of recording them and and not you know not giving them away, but perhaps selling them as as uh, recorded podcasts, perhaps uh, at, you know later on? Absolutely, it's a great question, and I actually get it all the time. And the simplest answer I can give you is we're primarily focused on creating a unique value in a face-to-face -face environment. That doesn't mean that there aren't remnants of this that can be repurposed. And, you know, we, we may do something like that. And in the past, to be fair, you know, we've made some proceedings available. We've, you know, we've done a couple of things. We may have, we may have uh, you know, uh, webcasted a, a session here, a session there. But, you know, really our team's focus has been on creating a great experience for people who are on site there at Moscone. That's, that's you know, what our view is, is to make sure those people who pay us at the show have the very best experience that they can. And that's kind of our view of the world. But I got to tell you, I do get that all the time. We don't, we don't have um, a strategy for this show where we're going to try and repurpose or bring it outward, but it is something that uh, I'm sure will come. There are a lot of things out there that are these kind of virtual trade show technologies. They're just not terribly satisfying in our mind. 
So whether we just were to do it just the content or whether we were to do some kind of virtual booth, you know, experience or something like that. that, gets, that yeah, that actually, that, yeah, that's good. That's great because it's kind of led me on to a question that I did have for a little bit later. So, Guy, if you don't mind, we've kind of wandered into that area, it, you know, and we can c- come back to the rest of the, the show items. It, one thing about Mac people um, – well, when I say Mac people, let's say Apple people, uh, and obviously all the connectivity that they have with their, you know, their Macs, their Mac minis, and their iPhones and their iPads. And something that we've done on uh, quite a few tweet ups is, you know, using FaceTime. And that, that virtual booth, I think, would be an absolutely terrific idea because a lot of us people that, that can't be there, that would absolutely love to be there, we've got a lot of followers or we follow a lot of people that actually go to Macworld and we get a kind of virtual experience. And it seems to go both ways. The people who go seem to really enjoy telling everybody about the experience they're having, which almost encourages the sale of the show itself. Because, yeah. you know, there's one thing that I would love to do is go to one of these shows. And at this point, I can't afford it. It's not the right time, whatever it is. Um, but I think that whole experience actually almost sh- sells the show to the rest of us that are following all the people. Now, if it was another show, I, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem to have the same sort of uh, draw as this particular show. And I think it's because of that community atmosphere. Well, you think that Dell world wouldn't attract 30,000 people? <laughs> <laughs> it might, it might attract 30,000 people guy. I'm not sure it would attract very many in the way of followers on Twitter. <laughs> Coming right. to Omaha, Nebraska near you. <laughs> so, 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 I'll so, give you so yeah. how's this? Um, what you said is right. Is that there certainly is an interest in it, but what you also said is using something like FaceTime, you get kind of a like, um, experience from distance. What we've just found is the tools to really create a comprehensive thing to give people an experience of all that what we're putting on. You can do it piecemeal. One guy can do it walking up to a booth type of thing, but to really coordinate it so it's an experience that we think would be um, kind of worthy, if you will, of the Macworld iWorld brand. Those technologies, like I said, there are companies out there that do virtual booth technology we haven't found that it's the right thing for our customers yet and that's why we haven't it hasn't been an easy an easy transition to offer those things because it's not uh, it's a bunch of separate technologies that that we would have to kind of coalesce and i'm i'm not so sure that the experience would be exactly what we'd want it to be it is always thrilling for someone across the world to see parts of what we're doing but for us as a show management a professional show management company to want to present it in a cohesive manner to an audience I, I would like better tools in order to be able to do that. Like I said, I, I might do, okay. you know, just just a keynote session to give people a flavor. But it, there, I don't know that the whole show is. Um, no, no, no. Well, it, it would be different. It would be difficult to do and, and make it truly interactive. Yeah, but uh, I mean, guy, the, I and I wouldn't expect that. But it, there's an awful lot of. Um, I mean, at the moment, I think Twitter is almost the closest interactive. Um, feeling that you can get because it's instantaneous and you're, you know, you can bang questions back to the person that's there. You know, you're not going to get that experience. But as I say, for me, it's certainly hearing about people's experiences and interacting with them while they're there has certainly given me the impetus to think I would just love to go across and experience that whole community thing that goes on. Um, and obviously those of us that can't go try and follow it as much as we, as, as we can. But it's interesting to, you know, to hear you say that, you know, you'd love to give that same great experience to those people. 
Um, and if the technology isn't quite there yet, and I understand where you're coming from on that, then that's a, that's a fair point. So, yeah, I appreciate it. And like I said, clearly it's something that people have been asking for as long as these tools have been available. What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? And, you know, the first part of my answer, I still stand by, our first goal is to get deliver a remarkable experience that justifies yeah. that people have traveled across town, across the country, across the world to be with us. So that, that's where our primary interests are. However, some way to let the reverberations happen. And you're right, they happen somewhat on an ad hoc basis now. Uh, you know, there's several people who tweet from the show. Um, our new app will promote more social media, the app that we're going to be giving attendees for the show. Oh, when so, is, when is that coming out? It'll come out about two weeks before the show. Okay, because I've used that for, I think, the last two years. It's great, right? And, oh, fantastic. Great way to, like, you see, you're looking at the app. Oh, I need to go see this person here, but I don't remember exactly where they were. Well, you just click on the developer or the maker of, of Product X, and it says, oh, okay, well, it's right over there down aisle two or, or what right. have you. And it gets you right there. Yeah, so, you know, we'll continue to do those things. But I appreciate the question and the spirit of the question. And it's not that we're not aware that more people want to see what's going on or feel what's going on or feel connected to this community that they're, that they're to. I'll just close by giving you the perspective that, you know, one of the reasons the show exists is um, for all of these relationships that are virtual 362 days of the year, we again want to make the, the Macworld a place where the physical face-to-face um, interaction has tremendous value and tremendous meaning. And I, I do totally hear you that, that you think this would be additive to that, and that's totally fair. I just want you to understand that that's where our unique focus is, is on making that experience the best that it can be. Yeah, for the people that point. are there. Well, uh, what, what can you tell me about the, uh, the Macworld iWorld Midway? All right, so um, let me see where I was. So I was talking about the iFan Pass and telling you that there's 75 sessions. Let me finish that thought. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, these are great questions, and I love them. Um, So the iFan Pass, we still have the 75 sessions, you know, great speakers, timely topics. But what we've added is a bunch of cultural events. We've added the music experience, which is a bunch of performances, both at Moscone and into the evening. And all of the performances, the musical performances, have some connection to Apple technology. They're, they're artists performing with Macs or through iPads and through, um, or through iPhones, actually. And so we have, um, we have performances at Moscone. We have a, a rock bands. We have electronica bands. We have a, a jam band is coming out, uh, and it's going to be fantastic. And so, you know, sometimes you just need to take a break and just, you know, you want to kind of absorb the cool things that are going on in the market. And so we're bringing out the jam band Mo is coming out from, from New York. Uh, the, the hard rock band Atomic Tom is coming out from Brooklyn to perform as well. Um, we've got a great, amazing um, kind of world beat band called uh, Beats Antique is one of our evening events. We We've got an international DJ competition of DJs who are spinning using iPads and, and, uh, and Macs. And then we have a closing event with another electronic artist called um, um, uh, Jay Boogie. So um, it's all really, really cool stuff. Um, and your iFan Pass, which used to be two to 300 bucks, is now 70. Well, it's 100 bucks. It went up, it went up yesterday. So 100 bucks, all the tech talks, Macworld Rapid Fire, all the evening stuff. We have a film festival, a film experience that you can go to and see works of video that have been produced entirely on iPhones and iPads, which is a whole upcoming genre of features uh, and shorts of, uh, of creative works that have been 
filmed using the iPad or the iPhone's optics, often edited right on an iPhone. Beautiful works of video. Um, and then art galleries. So a whole bunch of really cool things, all for $100, what used to be about $300. So we're really excited about that. And that's what the iFanPass is. iFanPass holders also get first shot at coming to our just-announced Macworld Blast event. Macworld Blast is the big opening kickoff at, at the famous San Francisco Warfield Theater. The unbelievably oh, yeah. cool band, Modest Mouse, is going to headline the Macworld Blast. Do you know, do you remember who it was that played there the last time? I do. The very last Macworld Blast? Yeah, the last Macworld Blast that you had at the Warner Theater. Yeah, that was Devo. Yeah, Devo. Man, what a great show that was. And so this is going to be, again, great. And it's, it's, again, it's not just a concert. It's done... It's a macro opening event, so we'll have a bunch of cool surprises for attendees. And iFan pass holders get first shot at buying tickets to that. There's only so many seats at the Warfield. Uh, iFan pass holders get first shot at that, and that's on sale right now. Uh, what about what about the press? What about the press? What about the press? Will, will, will the press get a chance to to go? Please you get a chance to go. I want to go. You can go. I want to go. <laughs> tickets are a steal at thirty five dollars. I'm this. I'm so there. So uh, that's the opening night blast, which is really cool. And then you were asking about the Midway. So then yeah. if you don't want to go to the sessions, you just want to view the products, we've got an almost sold-out um, exhibit floor, and that's where the mobile app showcase is and the OS Ten Zone. Also, our friends at Macworld Magazine are doing the Macworld Live stage down there. Um, and so you yeah, can t- Tim and I are going are to be on that stage. I'm not oh, sure what cool. day yet. Excellent. Um, so uh, you can buy an exhibits only pass for $25 that gets you in the exhibits and also into this new Macworld Midway. So we've added this whole feature on the second floor of Moscone that um, adds more to the experience. So, again, you know, the, the message here is that people can keep doing more and more and more stuff to kind of come and see how Apple technology is being used in all these interesting ways. So you go shopping, do product discovery on the show floor, and then you can go to the second floor. The Midway has our music studio. It has our new silent disco. So, again, we have a, a couple more um, musical artists who will be performing, and up to 300 people at a time will be able to listen via our wireless headphones. The performances will be um, you know, all Apple-inspired performances. We've got a digital classroom. We've got photo booths. We've got uh, an iPad sketch station, all these really kind of cool interactive areas that you'll be able to go to on the Macworld Midway. So it's a whole new set of attractions, if you will, that you get along with your exhibits only pass, which is only $25. Man, that's great. Uh, so it's the Macworld iWorld Expo in San Francisco on January 26th through the 28th, which is Thursday through Saturday. And any of any, anyone listening to this show, if you have the chance to go to a Macworld Expo, it's something that has to be experienced to be believed. I mean, it is just an amazing, amazing time. So, Paul, I wanted to thank you. Unless you got something oh, else. Oh, I, oh yes. I've, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm not going to let him go yet. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, Cass. So, quick question, um, Paul. It, IDG, is that part of the Macworld.co.uk organization as well? Or is Macworld.co.uk part of IDG? Because um, I think they publicize it. Well, anyway, uh, anyway, I, irrelevant. It, ir- ir- irrelevant even if it isn't. It doesn't matter. What, what my question is, um, because that is a great publication in the UK, and I know it goes around the world, but also with the expansion of Apple products and the growth of Apple products in Europe, have you thought about bringing that experience, the one-to-one user experience of iWorld in California, over to Europe? Well, I'd love to tell you, and the way IDG is organized 
is that we're a U.S.-based organization, and actually the people that you mentioned, IDG in the U.K., have the domain of producing things in the U.K., and then, you know, we have business units all over the world. So, um, you know, uh, for example, our business unit in China just did a huge Macworld event in uh, Beijing last year, and so the, just the way that IDG is organized is that it's the local country um, instances that do that. So if the listeners in the U.K., for example, would like to see that type of event, Definitely, um, they should contact uh, Macworld UK, you know, with uh, with advice and input about that. Okay. okay. So, so David Cohen should contact Macworld Botswana <laughs> to get one <laughs> yeah, scheduled spe- down there. As he spends a lot of time there. Yeah. And, and, and another quick question. I know you're, you're, you're busy, Paul, before you go. What do you enjoy about the show, or are you just too busy to enjoy any of it? No. I mean, that's an interesting question. Uh, I enjoy two things. I enjoy and take a lot of pride in, in the responsibility of creating this little world for a couple of days that people who are of like minds, and I'm certainly one of them, uh, can come and enjoy and, you know, see friends, make new friends, discover cruel technology. I mean, I, I've always said the products are really the star of the show. And so the new things that are, that are introduced at the show, you know, we have a lot of pride that people use our event as a place to bring new products to market. So one, that role as kind of chief party organizer is one of the things that I really relish. And, you know, when we do a good job and people have enjoyed it, it's, uh, it's just an amazing rush of a feeling. That would be part of the answer. And the other part of the answer is, man, do we have cool stuff this year? I mean, Modest Mouse, Hank Shockley from Public Enemy, Mo Public Enemy, uh, excuse me, Mo Atomic Tom, Beats Antique, Bert Monroy is our featured artist this year, and we're doing a special exhibit of his Photoshop works. I mean, all of the amazing things, and getting, getting those people excited to come to the event is, is just a true joy. And so that, what we're offering this year, is probably the most thrilling of all the years that I've been involved with the show. This is the most progressive, most you know, entertaining, informative show. You know, Again, we've had a year where there's so much going on in the marketplace that our tech talks will be plumbing so one you know having the privilege of being able to organize something like this for people that uh, are of a like mind and two that what we're doing i think is just fantastic so together that that would be what i enjoy the most superb superb okay Um, wait i I have one one last question (laughs) will the mac world all-stars band be playing this year yeah so um uh, the great cirque du mac party put on by backbeat media is where the all-stars have been performing for this will be our 10th performance amazing and so it's me on guitar dave hamilton on drums chris breen on keys um chuck latornis on bass brian chaffin bob levitas and Dwayne straub and we've been doing this for a long time people really seem to like it which continues to amaze us <laughs> we have a great time doing it so yeah. this the mac party which is you know to invite party that um you know if you li- if you read uh, mac observer um, you know, they'll tell you about how they do fan tickets for that, but it's a, it, that's another total blast. And, uh, we play, you know, those old classic rock songs cause you know, guys like us, we were old classic we're, rockers. Yeah, we're old classic rockers. <laughs> What'd you say, Shani? Huh? What? So absolutely. We're on. All right. That is, that is great. Uh, anything else, Gaz? I, I did have another question. Yes. Okay. <laughs> hurry up. Okay. I'll hurry up. <laughs> What Apple, what Apple product, Paul, do you use more than anything else? I'd say I still use my MacBook. You know, I, I still, you know, there's all these arguments about, about the iPad is as good a content creator. You know, for me, it's not quite there yet. I, I, I enjoy consuming 
content on my iPad. It's you know surfing the web. Some some email you know is, is it works pretty well for me. But for for uh, for some reason, I'm still tactily I'm attached to my MacBook Pro. I love it. Um, you know, it's always propped up in a proper angle for me to do whatever I need to do, which is something different than iPad. So there's one, I love the iPad and I love a lot of what it does. I'm waiting to where it gets to. There's been a whole bunch of interesting, um, uh, talk lately about how the, the, um, iPad magazine market hasn't reached the potential that they thought it would by now. And I would agree with that. Such great opportunity. It's just going to evolve and evolve and just become part of our... Yeah, it's still a baby, isn't it, really? I, I think so. I mean, it's an amazing baby. It's a pretty darn smart baby. But, um, you know, I would say that for me, um, all the things I need, storage, you know, constantly there, you know, something as simple as if I want to do a Skype thing, you know, being able to prop up my, my laptop in a proper angle to do it and all those types of things, simple things. But I'm, I, I have a MacBook lifestyle more than I have an iPad lifestyle still. Right. Yeah, I'm actually not taking a laptop with me this year just my iphone and an ipad <laughs> cool and we'll see how that how well that works fortunately uh my mac.com will have at least four other people there representing so if if i hit a snag or can't do something that i need to do uh there will, will be other you know there'll be more computing power available absolutely well, yep. all i can say is thanks for answering my questions paul <laughs> <laughs> so the mac world expo july 26th through the 28th that's thursday through Saturday, 2012, San Francisco. Be there or you'll be sorry. Thanks again, Paul. My pleasure, guys. We'll talk to you next year. All right. Thanks for having me over. Yeah. Oh, sheep, what you doing? I see you got the Google on the computer. Yeah. Teach. Oh, let me guess, let me guess. Uh, you Googling, um, Hot for Teacher by Van Halen. No. Uh, let me guess. Okay, I can, I can do this. Uh, you Googling, teach me how to doggy. No. Hmm. Oh, Grog knows. You Googling, Teacher Cast. Yeah. Good choice, Sheep. TeacherCast has some of the best information on the internet to help teachers learn from other teachers. Whether you're a digital immigrant or digital native, TeacherCast can help you. Yeah. App Store. Oh, that's right, Sheep. TeacherCast also available in the App Store for your phone. Check out TeacherCast online or in the App Store. Hey, Sheep. Can you teach me how to doggy? Yeah, I can doggy. Remember, check out TeacherCast. The one-hour show that takes 24 hours to record the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hey, welcome back. 
to the third segment of the My Mac.com podcast number 378. That was a lot of fun talking to Paul. It always is, though. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. But for those of us that can't go, that's why, you know, I just wanted to ask those questions. And uh, oh, sure. I, think he, I think he answered pretty well, actually, on that. And it was fair enough from what he was saying. So, yeah, I can fully understand that. And... Uh, you know, once again, if you have the chance, you should definitely go to the Macworld iWorld Expo. It's in San Francisco, Ju- July. Oh my God. January. Tw- oh, no, I don't remember. 26th through the 28th, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday there at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. This will be, can- I think, my fifth, fifth year, sixth year in a row. You swine. I know. I just next year. Oh God, please, please, somebody sponsor. MyMac.com so that we can get a few more people there. <laughs> I'll I tell you one thing, uh, Guy, actually. You, know, you, you told Paul that actually you're, you're just taking your iPhone and your Mac. Well, no, iPhone heard, and iPad. iPhone, sorry, iPhone and iPad. And I heard someone, and I can't remember now, I think it might have been Adam Christensen on the MacCast, talk about, um, or someone, I can't remember, so apologies to whoever, whoever it was, but they talked about... They did. What they did was record something on their iPhone and they used the, um, the, the, uh, photo connector, you know, the, the connection kit that you can get for the oh, iPad. Yeah. Sure. And they put, they put obviously the 30 pin connector, which has got the USB connection on the other end into their iPhone after they'd done a recording or a video. And then obviously they used the USB connector on the iPad and transferred the the stuff over. Yeah, you can so the, you can transfer uh, video and audio from your iPad to your iPhone and vice versa. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, I've done it. I did not know that. That's that's superb because obviously if you just want to use the iPhone to record because it's that much smaller and easier and less obtrusive, it's yeah. obviously. Oh yeah. But the, but then you want to pile it into uh, some other uh, a, an easier um, editing app, which I think the iPad is a little bit easier because it's that little bit bigger, of course. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, a cool. lot, a lot of the, you know, I, I don't want to go into a lot of it right now. We'll, I'll be talking more about this as the MacWorld Expo gets yeah. closer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of the audio apps and a lot of the video apps will allow you to save up to YouTube or Dropbox or some of these other, you know, uh, cloud services, and then you can transfer them from the cloud services to another device. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Okay. So you hate you hate iTunes. Hated. <laughs> With a passion. With a pa- with a passion, note the word hated, and I hated it. Actually, I'm now thinking on Snow Leopard. Now, when I was in Snow Leopard, I was getting all sorts of issues with iTunes guy. I really was getting loads of issues with, you know, spinning wheels, you know, the spinning uh, the, beach ball, the, the all the beach yeah, ball of the, death, all the time, and and you know, updating to my iPod or the iPhone or my iPod Shuffle. And I was, you know, it just took forever. And then obviously it would stop if you was like playing something on your iPod or your iPhone. And then you, you, you know, synced it up to iTunes. Did you almost say sank? I nearly said sank, yeah. (laughs) I think I said that last week. You did. That was so great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Um, It would obviously stop playing. Right. Okay. Along comes the iPhone 4. And along comes a newer version of iTunes, and you know I can now play 
my um, uh, whatever I'm playing on the iPhone and sync it up and there wouldn't be a problem. It would still carry on playing. But I was still getting loads of beach balling under Snow Leopard um, under my old Mac Mini with Snow Leopard. However, as you may have noticed, I now have a new Mac Mini, which I recently purchased on the Apple Refurb store. Which is a great place to get a good deal on a Mac. Actually, uh, I'm going to send a link over to you, Guy, um, because I came across a refurbished Mac buying guide. And it basically says, you know, it tells you what is a refurbished Mac and, you know, uh, what is the selection like. It tells you about how the pricing works and the the sort of warranty that you can get, which actually is pretty much your full warranty. Because oh, yeah, you can, on the refurb you can, stuff. You, yeah, you get a full year warranty with it, and then you can extend it if you, but you know, you buy Apple Care with it, um, and it goes through sort, you know, the options and why would you buy a, a refurb over a new machine? So I'll I'll send you that link to put into the okay. show notes. Um, but I mean, I use the refurb store a lot. Anyway, so I've got my new Mac Mini. I, I got it all set up, and actually, I've got another story about that whole process. But before I finish on on me hating iTunes, since I've moved over now to um, Lion on this main machine, which is obviously it is a newer machine. It's got the same amount of RAM as my previous machine. It has got a, you know, a better processor. It's got the same spinning hard drive and the same size spinning hard drive. But I have not had any of the issues that I was having with Snow Leopard and iTunes well, on my old Mac Mini. And I'm wondering whether the the newer version of iTunes was just optimized really for Lion. Optimized and written for Lion rather than Snow Leopard. That wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, Apple has a tendency to want to push people to the, the latest and greatest software that, that they're capable of running. Now if you're still of course if you're still on a, a power PC machine or a core solo or the original core duo uh, max, then uh, you can't go to Lion. So, you know, I think part of it is they want, of course, to push people to new machines because, you know, buying new computers is how Apple Apple makes that money. Yeah, that's fair enough, Guy. But, I I mean, one thing that I might just try, because I've still got my old Mac Mini, is I might just... Because obviously it, it'll, it's still got all the information on it. Sure. So what I might do is actually move it to Lion just to test it out and see whether I get the to same. See if you still have the same problems? Yeah. 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 You know what? I'm willing to bet that you'll still have some of them because I think your old one was what, a 2.0 gigahertz machine? It, yeah. Yeah. But it was a, a dual core um, duo. It was a duo or whatever the, the versioning is. Well, it was it. a core 2 duo, right? Core 2 duo, where this is obviously an i7. Oh, did you get the server? The no. Four, the four-core no, i7? I no, I got the 2.7 um, i7. Let me make sure about that. And I, cause I think, no, no, the, the 2.7. No, it's the i7. It's a 2.7 i Intel Core i7 processor that I got off the refurb store. And that's, was it, was that dual core or quad core? It's, it, well, it's the, it's the i7, so it'll be dual core. It's not quad core because that's the server version. Yeah, but that's an i7 as well. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's dual core and quad core. That I think they still do different versions of those. Yeah, unless yeah. this unless this is quad core, but it's not showing me the quads. Baby. If if it's not showing it to you, then yeah, you 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 don't have the quad core. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's just duo. But I mean, the um, if you if you go to the server edition, that actually is a two. 
gigahertz. It's not 2.7, it's 2 gigahertz uh, quad-core. Yeah, but that would be just... Yeah, we're getting off the subject. Oh, what a shock. We're <laughs> getting off the subject. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, it's so far initial. But I'll tell you one thing, though, because obviously it's got the much um, faster processor. Right. It's also just a tad noisier because it heats up a little bit more. So I can hear the fan occasionally. Really? And yeah, yeah, and that kind of disappoints me over the old one because I, I was used to the quiet. However, if I do... Yeah, and yet here you are doing a podcast with me. Well, yeah. And you're but, used to quiet. Yeah, well, there you go. I'm used to quiet <laughs> when you're not on. Oh, okay. That now way. I get it. But but there again, if I compare it to um, my relatively new um, Lenovo work machine, it's, I've got to say, the Mac Mini is still as quiet as a mouse. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. is it, so yeah. is that Lenovo machine kind oh, of loud? Yeah. 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 It keeps the, yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, the follow on right. story to me using the Apple refurb store is that it's always been a great Apple experience so far. Until. And they, and, well, no, <laughs> no, using the Apple refurb sort of still fine. Yeah. And they also used a carrier in the UK, or they used uh, they certainly used for my area, was a company called UPS, who I'm sure that you you know over oh, in the yeah. US. What can However, Brown do I, for you? I ha- I've had to put some feedback into Apple because they've changed. Well, I don't know if they've changed for everything, but they certainly changed for this particular delivery to a company called UK Mail. And I'll tell you what. I was not impressed. First of all, they tried to deliver to our house. Actually, I was looking, you know, thinking, oh, they're going to deliver and no one's in. Actually, my daughter was in. I didn't know she was going to be here, but she was here. And she said, when I got in, the first thing, because she knows, you know, how much I, you know, adore my Mac equipment. Of course. She she said, and she knew that, the, you know, I'd got a new Mac Mini coming. She said, I can't believe it, Dad. 20 seconds it took me to get to the door. The label or the, you know, the, the note being posted through to say that, you know, I was nobody in had already been put through the door. She'd opened the door, gone out, and the guy was already driving off. Unbelievable. I, so I went, you know, I then went, I had a bit of a, uh, an experience going onto the website to try and reorganize the delivery. And it didn't look like I was going to be able to get a collection um, on the Saturday because I didn't want a redelivery on the Monday. You know, no, you just go through weekend. it all over again. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? So I was going to collect it from the depot, which wasn't as close as the UPS collection point, which is fair enough. That's not, yeah. you know, they're not all going to have depots uh, in all of the places, you know, all of the same places. Um, and the, play, the, the closest uh, collection place wasn't too far away. But I had to ring up to make sure that, you know, there was going to be open and that I could actually collect it. So that was a, you know, wasted 15 or 20 minutes trying to get that sorted. Um, and then I couldn't collect it that night, whereas with every single UPS collection, if I've missed it during the day, I've been able to collect it in the evening. I couldn't do that with this collection, which annoyed me. When I got to the place in the morning, I tell you, it was a grubby old place. I was stood outside for five minutes, waiting, ringing the doorbell, trying to get in. Uh, and they weren't opening the door because they were out looking for another guy's parcel. I'd been out there for 15 minutes, oh, and it was God. the guy who actually let me in. I was then another 10 or 15 minutes waiting to pick up a parcel which had written on it, ready for collection. I, I was not impressed. So I've basically given Apple some feedback to say that 
your experience of buying a product is fantastic and we love your products and opening even opening a refurb product is still a great experience sure however that experience has got to be the whole thing and when my experience has been solid by you know the whole delivery process i think they really ought to think about who they're using yeah i wonder last, i wonder how the they determine the that the, well the last line of my my complaint to them is please apple this company does not give the great apple satisfaction that we should be experience cost of carrier is not the only detail you need to be looking at here no i would agree with that at all. i would <laughs> i would agree with that wholeheartedly uh I've usually I think they use FedEx here in uh, in the states because I know you know because we never have anybody here during the day so whenever I've ordered something and it's come uh, we get the little note and I end up going out to the the FedEx depot and picking it up there yeah. and it's it's never I mean, FedEx is fine you know not that big of a deal but yeah if I was having um, troubles just even getting my tracking number in like you were talking about. Then you know, yeah, it, it, it's time to take a, a second or even third look at the types of carriers that you're using to deliver your products. Definitely, yep. definitely. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Oh, that you was got, that you, was. Yeah, I got some. That was, that was a hint. <laughs> oh, that, that was, was a hint. ah ah yeah. I, hints hints and I don't always go hand in hand. Uh, <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention real quick, and we're not going to dwell on this uh, real solidly. Uh, there's been a case of a, a lot of Apple ID phishing emails going out. So if you get an email from Apple saying that you know you need to click on this link and you know put in your your iTunes password or you know whatever password that you're using for Apple or Macintosh products, be very very careful on where that link is taking you. And if you just ho- hover the mouse over the link itself, if it doesn't say, you know, apple.com somewhere in there, chances are that's not a good email. So just be very, very careful. Which is pretty much the same with any phishing email. Yeah. Just be careful. Just be careful what you're getting if it's an unknown source. Yeah, just because we don't get viruses doesn't mean we can't get... just, Just still be careful. Sure, sure. You know... You can always go into iTunes and check to yep. see what the status of your iTunes account is. I and think that's, that's the actually safest pretty, pretty sound advice for everything, isn't it? Go into your known source for right. you know, what, what you're being asked to change. Yep. And Same thing see. with the Mac App Store. Yeah. yeah. Do it from there. Don't do it from an email. Um, I guess uh, uh, that's about it for for our regular stuff. Uh, let's let's talk about apps. Have you got a? Go- I, actually, I know you have a cool app hmm. <laughs> this week. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, now this is an oldie but a goodie. Um, and if you're new, relatively new to the Mac, or you know, um, or or if oh, I'm quite surprised actually, Guy has not played this. Uh, I had never I'm, even heard of it. And he'd not even heard of it, which I'm quite surprised at, but I'm sure a lot of you have. But if you haven't, go out and seek this game. Uh, it's a little puzzle game, and it's called Machinarium. Uh, you can buy it in the App Store for £6.99 or $9.99, but it's also available fairly recently now on the iPad, only the iPad 2, but it's available on the oh, iPad Oh, it's 2. not available for the iPad 1? 
I don't think so. I think it's iPad 2 only, Guy. Oh. Uh, but it's $4. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's $4.99. Um, but um, it, it's, it took me a hell of a long time to get through this game. And one of my daughters has played it, and she loved it as well. The graphics in it are just beautiful. It's a great concept. It's a puzzle game. You have to take this little fellow who's a little robot through um, and find his girlfriend. Aww. So. That's as much as I'm going to say, but it's a it's a cracking <laughs> little game. And if you haven't come across it, go look for it. Machinarium. That's M A C H I N A R I U M. But the links will be in the show notes as usual. And my app this week is for all those people that that love to go to Vegas and play slot machines, but can't afford to. <laughs> <laughs> even the pe- I think actually even the people that go to Vegas and play the slot machines can't really afford it. Uh, not anymore. Uh, it's Slot Machine Plus by Apostic Software. It's only $0.99, cents, and this is another one of those uh, where there's all kinds of you know add-ons that you can you – know, in-app purchases that you can buy. And it's, it's just, it's just a, a fun little slot machine game. And I've been – whenever I have a, a spare couple of minutes <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I'm sorry – uh, I'll fire this up and, and you know see how much further in virtual debt that I can go. As slot ma- yeah, Slot Machine Plus by Apostic Software. Cool. Yep. And we have a people's pick. Magnatico no, is like all over this week's show. <laughs> you know, we talked about him in the first segment as, you know, <laughs> talking to us on Twitter. And we'll, we'll be giving out our, our Twitter information in a little bit. Uh, we... We've talked about him in uh, 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 what was it? Oh, we're talking about him right now in the the people's pick, and I think there was a, a third one somewhere. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, can't, he's he's just like all of, oh uh, the the bumpers that we were playing. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, he right. was he was one of the guys that sent in a bumper. So uh, he has gotten several woodies, and he has this week a people's pick art text two. Which is not only a program where you can take text and you know make it look really really cool. You can create uh, like uh, buttons that you can use in yeah, a web page. I've, I've actually had this program for some time, and it it, it is a real good uh, little app. And I've, I've used it for all that sort of stuff. And you can use it to create you know specific types and and genres of um, wording or pictures, and I've used it to put um, those particular items on the website in the past. So, uh, yeah, Art oh, Text 2 is a good little app. It is. It is. I really like it. Uh, let's see. We st- we're still at 93 likes for Facebook. So if you get the chance, please, please, please go on over to Facebook and give us a like there. That would be greatly appreciated. And... Believe it or not, we have, if I can, let's see, I need to, ah, I hate it when I'm not ready for something. <laughs> uh, we have, we have two, not just one, but two new iTunes reviews and Eric Stone sent in one. And so did, I don't know if I've mentioned him on the show tonight, Mac <laughs> That's five times. Is it, <laughs> five, four, five, six. <laughs> we're we're going to become the Magnatico pod podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But we really appreciate it. Uh, from Magnatico, 
Uh, these two are nuts. They just make jokes, laugh, and manage to do a podcast in the process. Boy, <laughs> you make it sound that easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but really, it's an entertaining show by two very approachable, nice, easygoing guys who are not on the track of bashing all things not Apple. Uh, well, except for when we do. Uh, and also, they rarely go over an hour, which won't be this week, which is nice Uh-oh. compared Uh-oh. to other podcasts that go on and on and on and on. Also, if you like soundboard effects, this podcast is for you. you <laughs> no know, doubt about bit, that. We've got a bit quiet on soundboard effects. I think we'll have to bring that back. Hey, bud. <laughs> Let's party. It will simply look like a computer malfunction. Yes, yes, it will. <laughs> a nerd is someone whose life is focused on computers and technology. But a geek is someone whose life is focused on computers and technology and likes it that way. What you have done is wrong. Yes. <laughs> Our la- the other person that sent one in was Eric Stone. Uh, he wrote, this show is great. It feels like a fun conversation between friends. I feel like this is what I would talk about with my buddies. It is great to hear podcasters truly enjoying their show and cracking each other up in the process. I often find myself laughing out loud while listening. Yeah, there was there was a review we had some time ago. I don't remember <laughs> who it was. Oh, it was uh, actually it was the guy I was uh, that I work with saying that that yeah, our podcast you forced him to do that. Well, that's you true. Forced him to do that's that. That's true. So. Uh, saying that our podcast was one of the few he could listen to on his drive home because so many other other ones put him to sleep. <laughs> Which just goes to show you the G Men. It's not that they're any good. It's just that the other podcasts suck. See, now the problem is I can't use that bumper this week now. <laughs> I like it. I oh, like it. so thank you so very much, uh, yeah. Eric Stone and Magnatico. Magnatico, if you want another Woody, let me know in uh, Twitter, and I will be more than happy to send you another one. And Eric, if you will send me uh your email address through the the contacts that we're, we're going to talk about in just a minute. I'll be more than happy to send to send you uh, an exclusive and oh so very rare. Well, not as rare as they used to be, I guess. Uh, Woody Award. Woo, 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 T. <laughs> so, guess. So guy, yeah, oh, guy. Oh, okay, no, you okay. first. I'm I'll go first. You first. All right, guy. Yeah, guy. If the listeners, the listeners out there in Puddyland, would like to contact you, <laughs> Puddyland, land yes, Puddyland. Is that P O D D? Stop what? interrupting me. I'm you? sorry. I'm sorry. Now, if the listeners, the lovely little listeners out there, would like to contact you out there in Puddy Puddyland, if they would, <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't if, know. If they, he <laughs> got me at it now. If they <sighs> want to contact you, guy, yeah, how would they do so? I, I'll tell you. <laughs> you can contact me at guy at mymac.com and on the Twitters. I can't do an accent. At the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. Uh, <laughs> I guess. If if they wanted to get a hold of you, how would well, they if, do it? If they did, gaz at mymac.com and on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. But yes. there is another way. Oh, yes. If there is a nutter, another, and I was going to say a nutter then, but that would be both of us. <laughs> they're, they're pretty it'd much. Be, it'd be a pair of nuts, wouldn't it? Or would it just be a set of nuts? I don't know. I'm going to get uh, so told off. No, Twitter. just be careful how you say it as slash well. Guy and Gaz. That's G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. And, and, and both of us can use that account to tweet. 
Yep. And if uh, if you want to get a hold of Fearless Leader Tim, you can send any compliments or complaints to feedback at mymac.com. Yeah, feedback and, at mymac.com. And we yeah. also have a Skype number. My it, God, people, I don't know why we're not just getting people well, contacting I, I us actually all the time. Think, I actually think that the voice box is full and you can't access it. That's the reason. So perhaps we ought to stop giving it out because it's so full <laughs> before we clear it. But it's yeah. 703-703-436-9501. 703-436-9501. For the love you of see, God, now, call us. Yeah, you did the same as me there. And I, it, I it, did? It's, yeah. You see... We both said 703, but then finished off with 901. Why didn't we say 703-436-9501? We must have had a bad case of phobie. Yeah. (laughs) No, don't go there. No, that's next week. (laughs) We have have a new thing we're going to start doing next week just for fun. (laughs) It has nothing to do with Max. It's just fun. (laughs) 703-436-9501. Just so many different ways you can contact us and complain. And sorry, sorry it's so long, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's sometimes that's how we roll. So uh, thank you all so very, very much for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. We love doing it for you. So I, I think that's it, Gaz. I think it is. Yep. Say goodnight, Skype. <laughs> goodnight, Skype. <laughs> Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. A red-shirted ensign named Ray was scheduled to join in the fray. He acquired some dye, and to his shirt he did apply, and managed to live through the day.